We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Mavs Party. Spencer Dimwitty is our hero. He's our favorite Mav. We love him to death. If you guys are joining this, then you already know what happened. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to have a great fucking time until we decide it's time to go to bed. Because you know what, guys? Early games mean more awake Kirk for a longer period of time. So a quick refresher for anybody that uh, doesn't come up on stage regularly. Be sure to check to see if it mutes yourself. Pull yourself out of the chat if you're in there arguing, having a good time. Watch for the ring around your name to light up when you're talking, because that means it's an indicator of whether the audience can hear you. Um, We'll hang out in here for a while. I'll try to get it to as many people as possible uh, and just listen for your name to be called. So coming up first, I'm going to invite uh, everyone knows wonderful Dalton Trigg, who um, he I I told him if he started a room, I would start one, too, and then I would uh, close it out on Dalton. Whoo, Kirk! That was that was incredible. That what a way to spend a, a Wednesday night. <laughs> hey, you know, and and here's the best part about these heart attack games is that when they happen early, I can still come down from like the adrenaline jolt and actually get to bed at a reasonable hour. Because like if that was like a ten o'clock game, I just would go. You know, I would have just said, okay, I'm not sleeping tonight. Great. Man, I just I don't know, man. This, this is something I know people kind of or some people kind of roll their eyes uh, and wrote, I wrote something on DallasBasketball.com uh, earlier this week about, you know, the similarities between this team and the 2011 team. And I know it's different characters and I know it's different storylines and all this other kind of stuff, but man, 
I mean, the the comeback wins, the the streak busting stuff. I mean, the, comeback. The defense. I mean, it's it's all you know the the one bona fide superstar with a bunch of underrated uh, role players. I mean, it just all kind of fits, and I haven't felt this good about a Mavs team in a very long time. Shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, the, the Mavs saved him from the Washington Wizards, and he has been absolutely incredible. And I can't wait to see, you know, how much of a difference he can make in the postseason. Just, uh, just a bananas buzzer beater tonight. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, let, let's let's we gotta give a, a lot of respect to the Nets because I don't think I've seen a buzzer beating shot defended as well as that one was, and I'm including the bananas Luca step back in uh, in the bubble. Because they blitzed Luca at just the right time on the right side of the floor, and he didn't have anybody else to pass to with how much time was left. Dinwiddie's there; he's covered. It is, you know, it's kind of like it, it, it was a really well defended shot, and Spencer got it off anyways, and it just went down. It's great stuff. How how I mean, the game itself, especially in the fourth quarter, was awesome. But that final sequence, you know. I think it was it was tied at it was tied at 108. Luca hits just this crazy Dirk esque one legged fade shot to give him a two point lead. Kevin Durant comes back down and just hits a crazy three pointer to give the Nets a lead back. Man, how casual I mean, was that shit? <laughs> and, 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 and that's not the first time Durant has done that to the Mavs. It feels like he's done that a handful. No, he's of times. the of the play like. This is this might be a crazy statement with how good Jokic and Giannis have been, but I fear no player like I fear Kevin. Durant. Oh, for, no, no doubt. I mean, he has been a certified Mavs killer over the years, and so when that shot went down, I wasn't even like I didn't even say anything. I I kind of expected something like that to happen, but man, getting the final shot and you know that's the thing about Luca now. I mean, if they're gonna double him like he said in post game, somebody's gonna be open. So. Yeah, um, it, it could have gone to uh, Dinwiddie, or he could have, you know, swung it over to Dorian, who was wide, wide open in the corner. But I mean, either way, I mean, it's it's great to have a guy who can create for himself. He can draw fouls. He got the Nets in foul trouble in that fourth quarter, put pressure on them. I mean, it, it's just great. I mean, he he's not. I know people were, you know, questioning the trade when it happened, and uh, but I mean, this is why we've been calling for a, a true secondary playmaker, yeah. playmaker, especially off the bench, because it just opens up so much more for Luca and the rest of the guys. Like the possibilities are, there's just much more you can do instead of just, you know, KP posting up and <laughs> you end, sure. might, might, might end up with a wasted possession, you know? So I'm, I'm very well, happy. Well, and the, the thing about Dinwiddie is he's getting to the line. Like, he's another player, I mean, the only really other player other than Luka who who can get to the line. I mean, he had eight free throws tonight and was eight for eight from the floor. Luka took 26 free uh, field goals and had four free throws. Now, that's not a knock. It's just saying that, that, like, that extra rim pressure, it goes a long way. I mean, we've seen it with the Sixers where they're, like, Embiid and Harden are just able to get to the line, and that changes the, the tenor of the game if you're, if you're putting guys uh, – if you're getting guys in fouls, so. And somebody – I want to mention this real quick, and then I'll get off of here because I know there's probably a ton of other people that want to want to chime in there on, are. on what they want But, uh, I mean, if you think about how the Mavs are playing right now – I mean, imagine if they get back a fully healthy Reggie Bullock. You know, he's been out due to personal reasons, and he's had a couple of little injury 
issues this year as well. Yep. Uh, and then you could potentially get a, a fresh Tim Hardaway Jr. back uh, at the 1st of April. I mean, if you can get those guys back to take away, you know, the minutes that the Mavs are giving to, like, Sterling Brown and uh, Frank Nilakina, yeah. I mean, I – I think that even I think that even further increases your your ceiling going into the postseason. So that's something I'm very excited about. You know the possibility of that happening uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there's a lot. There's enough going wrong right now, and and wrong is probably the incorrect word to to use after a second straight awesome fourth quarter win. But like, there's enough things that you can make legitimate criticisms of how the game is going. You know, for example, Maxi, who has become um, Who's the worst NFL quarterback? Is he like the Baker Mayfield of the Mavericks who just like he doesn't want to throw? It's it's something else. And then there's there's, you know, Bertans is 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 a saloon door and, you know, the the Reggie and the Tim stuff. And so there's enough things to where they could improve marginally in certain areas and be playing even better. Is the thing. I don't know. So. I said that was going to be my last name, but then you mentioned Maxi. I don't know. I, I can't remember the last time I felt good about Maxie on offense. I think like, Maxie would agree with you. So, <laughs> he's so good defensively that, you know, they, it can justify them continuing to put him out there. But, like, uh, offensively tonight, like, I thought he was one of the main reasons that they got into that big hole because, I mean, he, just, he was. Yeah. He could not do anything. He passed it, up a corner three to make a post entry to Dwight Powell. Not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but well Kirk look I'm, I'm gonna get off here I'm gonna let some other people talk sure. but uh, it was good to talk with you a little bit on it what a what a night what a game Spencer Winwitty, he is uh he is the MVP tonight <laughs> I'm enjoying I'm enjoying him thanks buddy appreciate you getting us started um for anybody who missed because we got a lot of people now um when you request uh just be sure to unmute yourself listen for your name because nobody likes it whenever we uh when you hear me calling strange things over and over again um, let's get started with, um, my man, Leo, who I usually make wait, wait for. Leo, I just gave instructions. You're my favorite. It's okay. Um, Juan, what's going on, Juan? Pull yourself out of the chat and hit the unmute button for me. Okay. Yeah, there we go. What's going on? Hey, Kirk. Um, yeah, I just want to say it was it was a great game. Uh, my only frustration that I had was with Maxi on the offensive end. It was pretty tif- difficult to watch him play. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if it's because you know the playoffs playoffs are approaching. And he doesn't have a good try try record in the playoffs, so he's starting to get nervous. Like, I'm not sure what's going on with him. But that's what that if he gets he's getting out. out of his funk early? What <laughs> you know? Mm. Because nobody like like the, my favorite thing is when people throw around like Maxi stats. Like, oh, he shot forty percent from three in the playoffs last year. He also took one three a game. Like, we need some volume. So maybe he's getting out from under his his nonsense. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case. But uh, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, like once again, you know, it was phenomenal in the second half, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. So you know, I'm glad to have him with this team, and you know, I'm ready for Thursday. That's all right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, coming up next, we're going to try Leo again. Leo, you disappoint me. I'm going to be mad. How are we doing, buddy? Waiting for you to call me later. Um, great win. I might be looking a little too forward to next game, so sorry. No, you're allowed. Go. The hype. Uh, in your opinion, what is harder to 
what what is hard to justify to play in the playoffs? A bad defender with good offense or decent offense or a good defender with I mean, the problem with the playoffs is over the course of a seven-game series, teams pick at your weaknesses. Um, I One of the things I'm really enjoying right now is how the Mavericks play defense. But as we saw tonight, the Brooklyn basically picked apart what they were able to do against – what the Mavericks were able to do against the Celtics. So over a, over a game-by-game sequence, you have to find new ways to adjust. And the Mavericks so far, at least within a four-quarter game, they find a way to work around their weaknesses. I don't know how often they're going to be able to do this. I think that, that, you know, they would probably rather have a better defender who can't score than someone who can score and can't play defense. I mean, the Bertans layup line, like he was, he was Goran Dragic's personal escort to the basket for 12 straight points. Like it was painful. So I don't think you could, is that. I was just kind of thinking of that based on our next matchup because if we're going to be playing Joel Embiid and James Harden, last matchup we had spent uh, we had Dorian a lot on Joel mm-hmm. and uh, but now since we have James Harden on, they also have James Harden. I'm not sure how we're going to play that. And if they, I guess our best hope is that Doc keeps Matisse Thybul out there and we can just have Luca, you know, weak side him and just double Joel Embiid as soon as he gets. I think the theory, I, you know, this is going to sound like a terrible strategy, but I'm I'm sort of serious. I think the strategy with Joel is let him tire himself out by scoring too many points. <laughs> Sir, that is evil. Don't put that into their brains. Don't <laughs> Just do like, that. I don't know how you guard him, bead, man. Like, I, I, it's, he's so good. I don't know what you do. I just don't know. Well, I'm just terrified because, I mean, Earlier in this game, the uh, we didn't even get the sec- We didn't even reach the third quarter, and Dorian had three fouls. Spence had three fouls, and you're just kind of looking like, ah, we, we this hurts because earlier sure. in the season, whenever Nilakina was playing well, you're like having Nilakina play this well is a luxury, and at this point, we don't have that luxury anymore. Where I'm happy Josh Green has you know stepped up and played a bigger role, but if Josh Green is our now our Nilakina, I, 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 I'm worried. Well, you know, you saw some reports. I want to say it was Tim McMahon who said that Marquise Chris might be available for weekend games for some minutes. And at that point, you just need fouls. Like, you just need minutes to soak up. Like, Embiid is this – when it comes to, like, paint-level players, Embiid is the, the – you know, I don't – he's not Shaq, but he, he, he demands, like, Shaq-level attention and fouls. And sometimes you just got to have warm bodies to, to, to beat him up a little bit. So maybe that's – I'm excited. I do uh, have a request for Maps fans here. Sure. Can we get a nickname for Brunson and Spence? Like, we had water bugs before. Do we have, like, a name for them? Because it seems like every time we get in a hole, one of them, too, is always making a play or uh, getting a basket whenever Luca's on the bench. And that just True. feels really nice. And I feel like we need to have a nickname for them because they've just played playing so well. And I hope we keep Brunson because more ball handling is always well. And as Daryl Morey once said, whenever he got CP3 and James Harden, not comparing these guys, but it's like, We are going to have great uh, point guard play at all times. Yep, love it. Thanks, Leo. Talk soon, all right? Okay, coming up next, got a whole bunch of folks. Well, it's one of my favorite people of Twitter. Joss, what's going on? Hello, Kirk. How are you tonight? I'm feeling real good. I have a a tall drink that I've made since the end of the game. I waited uh, to drink until now, but I figure it's a party. Nice. It is a party. I actually have a bottle of wine instead of just one drink, so I'll be sure to guzzle that. But I have two quick things. The first thing is, 
Um, I may have information that will lead to the arrest of Bradley Bill because whatever he did to Spencer Dinwiddie in Washington, D.C., he will be tried for his crimes. And the second thing I have is thank you so much, Nico Harrison. Oh, my God. Like, I would wash your feet with my hair if I could. Thank you, Nico Harrison. That's all did, I got. Thank you. Did, sure. Did you see the um, – multiple people tweeted it out, but but – Nick um, tweeting out the video of Spencer running over to talk to uh, Nico and Michael Finley. And then he said, then, then uh, Spencer said in the post game, he basically ran over there to thank him. Thank those guys for taking a chance on him. I really like that. It's incredible. And honestly, it just, it makes me feel good. Like Spencer is just so candid in his post game interviews, you know, saying that it feels good. You know, it's like dating. You want to go somewhere where you're wanted. Um, I'm just, this is, this is easily like the best trade the Mavs have made in a very long time, other than like, you know, Luca and Dirk, obviously, but I'm just, I'm optimistic. If they beat the Sixers, I'm getting reckless, Kirk. I, I can't. Why not? Why, get reckless. Like this is the thing about this is, is that when times are shitty, we should be mad. When times are great, we should be fucking, we should have a great time. We should just be screaming and enjoying the game. Like that's why I do these stupid things because it's so much fun to talk about this. Like my, I love my wife, but she doesn't really get why I like basketball this much. Like she's a baseball fan, and 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 it's just it's it's really incredible to like be able to to be happy about sports. <laughs> it's, it's just I don't want to say it's been a while because that's not true. But like we're just riding such a heater. I mean, what did the they're they're like twenty seven and eight over their last thirty four games. I mean that's ridiculous. It's insane to me. Like this team is so fun to watch. I, I it, it blows my mind. Even though every game I kind of end with like heart palpitations and I need to take a breather, but it's so incredible to watch. Like I love this team so much. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Thank you. Yeah, sure thing. Um, who else we got? Good gravy. Got a lot of folks. My man Drew. We got to let Drew get back to work because he's doing some taxes. What's going on, buddy? Welcome. Hey, I, I, I sure appreciate that. I won't, I won't be long, but I actually took a couple hours off tonight because I, I really wanted to see this game. And I'll tell you what, I got just a couple of critiques. Can we stop with Sterling Brown? Yeah. I mean, what a, a useless way. Did he do anything helpful besides many things that weren't helpful? I, I just don't understand. Give those minutes to Josh Green, and, and I'll give my local – my Josh Green's coming. I keep telling you this – guy hit two three-pointers tonight he starts to get more fluid than that another off season and i mean he can do ridiculous things athletically and, and his basketball catches up to that he can be a very valuable piece of this team i mean the willingness of him to take the threes that he's taking is one of the things i've been critical of and tonight he took four threes in 18 minutes and that's the sort of volume particularly if they're good shots that he just has to take like like it, the mavericks are giving him good shots and he's taking them and he and he's hitting two out of four. He's he's been up around that forty percent now. Is that sustainable? Maybe not, and everything like that. But still, the, remember the guy just turned twenty one. We seem to forget that he just turned twenty one. Yeah, I'm. I mean, he's a baby, you know. And 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 one of the things last I forgot last week, you guys were talking about the the three points against the Celtics. Uh, beating them. That's actually the third one because if you remember last year, hit Luca. The buzzer beater that Luca had earlier in the season was the second one in a row. He had one last year to beat them now, and of course Dinwiddie. So that's three times in a row now that that uh, Dallas has beat uh, with a three pointer at the end, beating the Celtics. So that's uh, just wanted to. 
bring Love that. that. Oh yeah, the Celtics yeah. game went like. He he's their boogeyman. He just like a professional boogeyman of Jason Tatum. It's like he takes that matchup personally. I love it. And my last thing, and I'll go. I Maxi just has absolutely no confidence. I don't. You know, bless him. I think he's valuable in there because he plays harder defense than most any. I mean, he at that end, but offensively, he just has no confidence. I don't know if it's hurts her or what, but I've never seen such a stark turnaround in a guy. And I'll yeah. I'll, I'll end it on there. And th- thanks, Kurt. Sure thing, Drew. All right, who we got next? Um, got a lot of different people in here. Some names I don't recognize. So let's. Oh, hey, it's my man Akiva. How are we doing tonight, buddy? Hit that unmute button. Akiva, hit the unmute button. You hit the mute when you came on stage. All right, we'll let Akiva try in a minute. I've not seen my man in here for a while, so we're gonna we're gonna bring him back up in a few. In the meantime, let's go to. Shishi, let's try you again. The other day you uh, skipped out on us. So hit the unmute button and, and talk to us. What do you got? All right. Second straight folk. Come on, guys. We got to hit the unmute button when I bring you up here. Akiva, let's try again. There we go. How are we doing? <sighs> guys, unmute button. I love you to pieces. Come on. <laughs> Maybe it's not letting you unmute. That That could be part of it. Um, Tyler, what's going on, dude? What's up, Kirk? How's it going? Um, so that was uh, a fun game. Um, I, I know they were missing a bunch of guys, Curry, Irving, uh, Simmons. Uh, I still think the Nets, um, if healthy, uh, could be a title favorite, honestly. That may be a hot take. Um, I mean, we, we watched Kyrie Irving score 60 points last night. I, they're terrifying is, I think, a simple thing to land. Yeah, um, and I agree with you. I think KD is the most terrifying player in the league. Um, but Maxi did a great job on him. Um, and I liked the way we doubled him and then sort of kind of fell off the double a little bit towards the end when he, I, we kind of just broke his rhythm. Um, and then he hit that three out of nowhere. I mean, he's just, it's like the, you know, it's the, comparing him and Tatum is not really fair, but he reads the floor a lot better than Tatum. He's played, you know, nine more years than Tatum. So that's completely understandable, but it's just, it's like you put that guy in the position to double and like what the Mavs are doing is like kind of a soft double just to like make him think about it a little bit. It's just like make the hard choice and, he did a lot of the time. It's just the Mavericks were just a little bit better. Yeah, uh, his his passing was was spectacular tonight. I thought, um, but I mean, it's it's really a, a, a tough, you know, uh, a tough option uh, when it, they were moving the ball. Uh, you know, he was getting into other guys who could also move the ball. They're making the right play. Uh, it's a tough game. Um, a lot of uh, nitpicky things here and there from pretty much everybody, uh, you know, that I that I thought of throughout the game. Uh, good things from a lot of guys too. I mean, the fact that we're surviving Sterling Brown minutes, uh, getting wins. Uh, Are we surviving Sterling Brown minutes? He was negative nine in nine minutes. 
well, we got the W, uh, so I, I say yes to that, uh, <laughs> but barely. Um, and, and yeah, that, that that probably needs to stop. It looks like he hasn't played basketball in like three years. Yeah, nah, but I mean, there's nobody left. I mean, there's really nobody left. I mean, Boban's not gonna play anymore this year unless they're just killing teams. He, the the defense can't work with him with how they scramble, even though he tries his ass off. Um, would you rather see? Trey Burke, I have a feeling the answer is depending on how many drinks we've had, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I, I would rather see more of Josh Green, like another another uh, listener said. Um, and, you know, his, his shooting is, um, you know, like so surprisingly, like if he could just continue with that. Um, and, he, and he makes mistakes, like he, he'll drive to the rim. And and not finish the way he should, but he's such a basketball. Like not only is he 21 and a baby, he's a basketball baby. You can just tell he doesn't really know um, or have that much experience in these types of situations. But I think you know, letting him get these minutes and grow, I think he has a lot of potential. I love his athleticism, but um, um, I, I will touch on Boban in a second. I'll, I'll finish with that, and um. I just wanted to say that Dinwiddie, his ability to get to the rim and and draw fouls is so crucial. I've said this before, but it was like midway through the fourth quarter, and and we had nothing going. Like we we moved the ball around from Brunson to Dinwiddie to Doncic, and and he had the ball with like five seconds left, and instead of settling for a three, he he drove to the rim and got a foul and got to the line again. And I, that, that was just so huge. And our free throw shooting was like ridiculously good tonight, sort of lucky, but I just think that is so big. And, and, and he talked about our um, ability to um, change from a game to game standpoint defensively. And I think Dinwiddie is a big part of that because he's a big guard. Absolutely. And he gives us a, a lot of flexibility to do a lot of different things, uh, which is a, a huge part of what we could do. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, the, the defensive stuff is huge because, like, Luca and he may not be ideal defenders, but I'll tell you what they both are is big. And you can't teach size, the old the old coach is saying, and Dinwiddie's arms – you know, it's like every now and again, I'm like, why is he driving that? Why is, and then he gets fouled. And I don't know. It's got to be his wingspan because he has such a plus wingspan and he's like the herky jerky stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. It's so crazy from the beginning of the season where I thought, uh, this is the worst team ever. Um, I, I couldn't stand to watch it. Well, and, and, you know, I mentioned this, you know, even when I was talking to Cuban the other day, it's like, you know, when Josh and I were, bitching incessantly to start the season about how everything sucks like the main thing is like you would rather finish well than finish poorly I'm not sure how old you are but I remember distinctly watching the 2007 Mavericks before they played the Golden State Warriors and if you go look at the game log they at one point in that season they started off 0-4 then they won 50 they went on a 52 and four run. <laughs> okay. They just were unbeatable. And then over the last 15 games or so, they really weren't playing very well. 
and they they weren't playing very well when they went in to face the Warriors, and the Warriors then pants them. And it's like playing right at the right time has such value, and it, it's it's really understated. And you know, we've mentioned this twice, Dalton and I have. I don't care how many times we mention it because it's awesome. The the ability to find like the ability to to continue to improve in marginal areas and hit your stride at the right time cannot be cannot be like like understated it's really something so yeah uh i agree uh i'm 28 uh, i do remember those days um been been watching the mavs religiously since i was like seven, yes that would have been yeah that would have been about then then so no not that bad you're not that young 14 you would have been 14 or so when that happened which that's a tough time yeah. <laughs> to be to yeah. get sports crushed <laughs> yeah no uh it's it's I've been through it. Uh, 2011 was much appreciated, but um, on the right time thing, like if Maxi, and, and you were talking about it earlier, if Maxi can, if he can, like man, just imagine if he can find his shot in the playoffs, how big of a difference that would make to, especially if we're playing against Utah, yeah. to be able to pull out Gobert, um, that would be such a difference maker. Um, and, and I think there's hope of that because we've seen stretches of Max and shooting like this, um, and he and, and he's been able to come back at times too. So, yep. no, I, I actually have a lot of faith in Maxi. Like, I am getting sick of watching the scary shit, but I don't think like this is not something he can't come back from because we've seen him re like he's just such a kind of confidence based guy. And you know, I don't one thing I don't understand from a mental aspect, and I, I almost want to give him props for this is how he can play such good defense while being so terrified on offense. It's weird. Yeah, um, I can kind of relate to that. Um, you know, I wasn't really a basketball player. I was a soccer player. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I was, I was a defensive guy more than an offensive guy. Um, but um, also with Max – or. Or just on another point, uh, Jalen Brunson I thought was great tonight. Um, another ball handler, another guy to like his driving and being able to not only score but make passes, um, getting assists. And he only had three, but um, I thought he was great tonight. And then um, you know I don't want to take up too much time, but I wanted to ask: um, Do you think? After the last time we played the Sixers, we put Boban in for like a couple minutes on Joel to slow him down. There's a chance we could see him. Yes. uh, You know, in in a similar fashion or maybe even more so um, if if needed. I, I do think there's a chance for that. Boban and he are old teammates. Um size does like he's such he's probably he's the biggest guy mode like you know nine out of ten nights so there there's some i don't know that could be fun i didn't really thought about that that's a good point yeah um you know i'll be i'll be excited to watch and uh interested to see how that plays out and you know super hopeful uh two two wins out of this road stretch is surprising but super grateful uh thank that's god right. and thanks for having me on kirk i appreciate it Sure thing, buddy. Talk soon. As uh, Benny notes in the chat, the the Jazz won, so our 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 stranglehold on the fourth seed in the West has been knocked off. We're now we had two hours where we were in the fourth seed, so we're back to the to the fifth seed. That's okay. Um, all right, so I'm gonna bring uh, I'm gonna try a couple more times with a couple of my my long term friends here. 
Uh, Akiva, how are we doing tonight, friend? Let's try again. See if we can hit the unmute button. And uh, if we can't, then maybe we'll try it another night. Um, Akiva, can you hit that unmute button for me? All right, well, we're just facing some technical difficulties tonight, but that is okay. Um, let's go with uh, Foz. What's happening, dude? Sorry, I didn't see you in here. I would have invited you up earlier. What's going on? Hit the unmute button. Hey, Kirk. Um, yeah, so it's really good to be here. Like, you know, I'm a part-time listener and first-time speaker. Well, welcome to the show. So, Tell us what you're thinking. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so uh, first off, like, I'm one of the guys, I'm Fossil, I'm one of the guys behind Mads Film Room, so, you know, it's good to be talking with you. Um, and, um, yeah, first off, like, with the win, obviously, you know, I'm up Spencering my Dinwiddie. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, but, um, so, I mean, at this point, it's kind of something like, you know, you're almost used to it. Not really, but to some degree, you're used to it, uh, just seeing another comeback like that. Um but actually, I was, I, was, uh, I was on when Dalton was here, and he was speaking about uh, THJ, and I thought he had a real interesting point about, you know, maybe he comes back sometime in April, or I remember the quote that was like, uh, he said, you know, the further we go in the playoffs, the better chance he has of coming back, and um, obviously, I like the idea of that. We kind of do need him. Our bench is so depleted after, uh, you know, the trade. and Right, just like help. a body. Somebody, right. <laughs> Spencer Brown. <laughs> or not brown yeah the, right the after, sterling brown yeah. in front of me <laughs> right spotty health all season with this roster but um i mean if obviously if we can get that far into the playoffs and have him back that's great um you know that's kind of a almost a blessing like you don't expect to know what you're going to do then but um and i shouldn't be looking far that far ahead but i am a little concerned you know um just the idea of having tim back especially if he comes back rusty like uh if you want maybe a historical parallel uh you got in the 2009 playoffs when you had uh jameer nelson uh, who was injured for the magic he came in back he came back late he replaced rafer alston who was like on the best stretch of his career and uh you know, some people point to that and say that's why the Magic ended up losing in the finals, I think, or that's a, one reason why. And, um, I mean, I don't think we're going to be in the finals, but whatever, like second round of the playoffs or something like that. If Tim comes back and he's, like, taking shots away from other guys and he's, like, clanking them, uh, it's going to be a bit of an issue. So I, I wonder how we might uh, go about that, you know, when it if we get to that point. It's a really tough thing to consider because he was so valuable to last year's team. And when he got hurt, the Mavericks got a little, uh, some clarity. I don't want to sit here and say they got better because I don't think that's fair to Tim, but they got clarity. Reggie started getting more shots and Reggie's game is so volume dependent where he needs like six to eight shots, six to eight threes a game. I mean, so does Tim. And there's only so many shots to go around and it's it's really painful because I I've I've kind of long held the opinion that Jason Kidd's like the offense that they've run has granted some people the freedom to do more. Your Jalen Brunsons, your Max, your uh, your Dorian Finney-Smiths, and they've thrived. And then a couple of people who have been asked to do more on offense and have really shit the bed have been Maxi and Tim. And so you know I I really loved Tim's role in Carlisle's offense, which was stand there, shoot the ball. <laughs> Same with Maxi. 
and it, it's it's you know it's just it's a little bit different and I don't know maybe the vibes will be so good and and there's absolutely no science behind the sentence but the the vibes will be so good that maybe Tim will come back and just rain rain hell because you know he did not have any good games that I can really think of off the top of my head so in my in my very unscientific opinion like we're due for some hot- right right um I think right before the injury right before he broke his toe. Like he he did have a slight stretch, you know, uh, where he shot forty percent from three on a decent volume. So that was part of why you know his injury was so dreadful because he had finally started uh doing well and now he's down. So um, it's gonna be interesting, you know, going forward. But for sure, um, yeah, that's basically all I got. So thanks, thanks, Kirk. Sure thing. Thanks for coming up. And your hair and your profile photo is magnificent. <laughs> so hold Thank on you. to that for as long as you can. We'll talk soon, buddy. All right, um, that was Foz from uh, one of the few folks, along with Jay, at Mads Film Room, my favorite Twitter account in the sense of uh, they're, they're like me, where I'm very smiley and happy. My Twitter account is Kirk's Serious Face. They're Mads Film Room. They don't do any film room. Um, Huey, you've been waiting. What's Give Huey a second to pull himself out of the chat and hit the unmute button. Huey, you did predict that you would be bad at the unmute button in the chat. You can do this. You're up on stage. You pulled yourself out. There we go. Look at that. No, no, it's great. More people in here, better. I like new folks. Um, if you've listened to the damn show, and I love my regulars, y'all are amazing. But I'm, I always like talking to Well, thank you for that. I was a little bit of a chicken shit in certain aspects as uh, as the lovely people over at Reddit like dragging my name through the mud. But, you know, criticism is criticism. But thank you. He's, re- he's really good. He's... Re- Yes, it was so, so fun. That's outstanding. God, what a team. What a team. Of course, Huey. Hope you come back. Talk soon.
All right, let's try with Charles. Charles, how are you? Hit the unmute button because it brings you up and then um, sometimes people mute. There we go. Hey there. Wow. Being a, a native uh, from Dallas, only born there, but been a, just a crazy diehard Mavs fan all these years. It's just like unreal. I'm just like totally digging kid and his like he's like this mad scientist with you know the savant lab but i mean i'm i'm gonna give kleba a, a break because looking at the box score he's like look at him he's got three assists i mean he's he's doing the right stuff he's, he's not he's not he's not trying he's not taking too many shots is the important thing he's you know he's he's doing what he's told to do he's playing his role and and that's what's so enjoyable i mean but but the the biggest thing, the most impressive thing is just like, seems like everybody is tied together from top to bottom. Like they've got the rotations figured out to almost to just six guys. And even if the guy who's getting, you know, he's the sixth man, it pretty much seems like Cleveland's the sixth man. He's doing the right things. And it's just like, I mean, this, I was just like screaming at the television when he hit that three, I was just like, I was, I was predicting that that they would win the game, but I just didn't know they would win it so excitingly. It was just. I mean, it's one of those things where I had made peace with myself prior to the possession because Kevin Durant is terrifying, and the Mavericks have won some incredible games in 2022. To where I'm looking at this thing, all right, you know what? They played a, they played one of the best players alive to a draw. If he if you know they they lose by this shot, it is what it is. And then they hit the shot anyway. <laughs> and I'm just like running around my living room screaming. It's great. It's why we watch sports. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I've, I've got to say now the way two games in a row that Finney has guarded the best player on the other team. And he's been doing, he's been doing this for quite some time now that we need to stop talking about just all defensive team and get him in the, you know, the, the chance for defensive player of the year because stopping these the best guy on the other team routinely is pretty impressive. I love it. This is spicy. This is what we're here for in the middle of the night. Is well, I mean it's ten thirty, but <laughs> I love this because it's 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 never going to happen in a thousand years. But I don't care because he's really playing awesome defense. It's. All- I I just love that he's just like he's just constantly taking the high road. He's just not, he's just like totally loose. And that's, that's just the thing. I mean, the Mavs are like, I've never seen him this loose before. Even uh, the championship team, I don't know that they've been like, they've got a, a great mix of like vets and, and young, just like these guys are just having, you can tell they're having a blast. I'm going to let other people talk. Uh, thanks for having me. Come on, man. Appreciate sure thing, Charles. I'm glad you. I'm glad you came up. And you know, I want to look at something because this is fun. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith in his rookie year, 2016 and 17, made uh, 543,471 dollars. More money than I will make over a 10-year period or whatnot. But paltry money to NBA standards. He next year will make 15 million in that range. I want to say so. I might be playing fast and loose with everything if I was making 30 times what I made when I came into the league. So I'm really pleased for Dorian. I'm really pleased to be wrong about Dorian is something I'll say. Okay, we're going to try again with um, – let's go with my man Blake. I've not seen Blake in a while. 
Hey, can you hear me, Kurt? I will. Yes, sorry. I was uh, my, the <laughs> I will was to uh, Akiva in the chat who said he wants to try again. What's going on, dude? Oh, not much, man. I thought I should join in. I feel like I've only joined in after the soul-crushing losses earlier this season, so I, I felt like I should join in after, you know, maybe the coolest win of the season. Um, That's why I renamed the rooms, because, like, we started winning so many damn games where I'm like, well, we don't need therapy. We're having... Right, yeah. Who needs therapy anymore? This is this is a party for sure. Uh, so I have a question for you, because I'm I'm just I've been trying to hold off my expectations, but I'm just I don't care. I'm losing my fucking mind at this point. I, do you think that this team could go to the conference finals? Because I know basketball is all about matchups, and being on Phoenix's side of the bracket doesn't help. But I mean, More like, fine. yeah. <laughs> um, I would say. If they were not on Phoenix's side of the bracket, yes, because they are on Phoenix's side of the bracket. I just, I, I'm reluctant to go there. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Uh, that team is the only team in the West that scares me at this point. So good, they're, they're so good. So that, that's about the yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, this team's got me feeling like you know anything is possible right now, which is cool. I haven't I haven't felt this since probably like I don't know the 2014 playoffs when we were Dewan Blair's uh, ejection <sighs> going up three one. So, man, what that series was so good. It was so ridiculous. good. Uh, man, thinking about that one, I would love to have another series <laughs> like that. Well, thank you, Blake. Appreciate you coming back. For sure. I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. Go Mavs. That's right. All right. We're going to try my man Akiva one more time. Akiva. Hey, Kirk, can you hear me? My man. There he is. Great. Great to talk to you again. Sorry for the trouble before. I just got home. I drove from the game. I was at the game in Holy Brooklyn shit. tonight. How was that being there yeah. for that game? It was great. It was the crowd was electric, especially at the end. There was a lot of Mavs fans, a lot of Luka jerseys, uh, but uh, the Brooklyn crowd was great. I mean, it was great. They're going to be scary when uh, Simmons comes in and the Kurt, and what's his name, uh, uh, Kyrie can play. Uh, they're going to be scary. But I'll tell you, uh, I don't want to rain on the parade. Uh, oh, by the way, Cuban was there with his uh, uh, boy, I don't know. He looked like ten years old or something with a Luca. Oh, that's fun. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, he was he was there with the boy. He was sitting before the uh, before the game started. He was sitting at the Mavs bench when nobody was out there. Then he sat on the other side in the front row, and uh, it was mingling with the fans. He was really really friendly. I gotta give him. No, that. he is really friendly. Uh, he disarmed the shit out of me, which is probably why he wanted to come on my show. So <laughs> you know, we still we still believe he's an incompetent owner, but whatever. <laughs> It's good enough. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I don't want to rain on, on people's parade. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. But I still I still don't trust Kidd as a coach. And I'll <laughs> tell you, I will tell you, he can find time for, for uh, what's his name, uh, Sterling Brown. He can find time for uh, uh, Trey Burke. He cannot find time for Bo- Boban. Uh, I, what is it? He forgot that the guy is on the team? No, so I, I, I got into an argument about this earlier tonight online with a friend of mine who wants to, like, desperately wants the Mavericks to sign Drummond eventually. And it's, and granted, I think they could change their scheme 
But you notice how they were doubling everything yeah. tonight. Beaumont yes, simply cannot do that. That's I, why they don't I, play. I heard your point about about the scrambling defense. But you could have four scrambling guys on the outside and one big like a Boban trying to hang back as much as possible. He's the only guy that on the Mavs currently, when Moses Brown got, got sandwiched, uh, he's the only guy left on the team who opposing players will take a look, oh, think twice about going down the lane. You'd Dwight be kind of surprised. Play. The numbers on his rim protection, like dudes like trying to dunk on him. He's he's not quite Sean Bradley-esque, but people like trying to score on him. Uh, when I saw, from what little I saw, when, when I try when I try to do layups, uh, he 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 prevents that. Whatever, it, you know. To tell me, tell me, Dwight Powell does better at alley oops than Boban would. Boban could uh, could could do even better with Dwight Powell and alley oops. I love your faith in Boban. It's inspiring. It's not so much my faith in Boban, but dislike of kid. I'll tell you. He still is he's a lot he's a lot better than than Carlisle. Gotta give him that because they do play better defense, which is not that saying much because on the Car- Carlisle teams don't play good defense generally, generally in general. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but but I'll tell you one little sign to me being at the game that kid is not a good coach. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: they could still wind up going all the way because Luca is that great, but. I'm just afraid he's going to be there for three years. They're never going to win. They're not going to win a championship. Luca leaves, or he'll get fired. But but uh, let me one little sign to, tonight. After the uh, go-ahead bucket by uh, what's his name, the, the Durant, uh, and I didn't see that play so well from my vantage point. Maybe Dodo was was Dodo guarding him at the time. So Dodo comes back to the bench. They all come back to the bench with like whatever ten seconds left. Dodo is sitting all the way on the at the end of the bench, and uh, not even listening to any whatever the coaches are saying. This is ten seconds left, and he's pissed off. He's sitting at the end of the bench. He's nowhere close to the coaches. And I'm thinking to myself, if I'm a coach, I want everybody to listen in who is going to be on the on the court for the last ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, but I mean the thing with Dorian is like his role in these game-winning situations is is like go stand here every time. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Oh, but because I mean uh, he has hit some big shots because it's like go stand in the corner and if the shot's open we're gonna pass you and you're gonna hit it. I would still like want him to sit next the next and to to hear what the other guys are supposed to do. Uh, you know maybe you have a uh, two or three different plays. I mean it's not a good sign to me. Uh, I, just as a coach, I want everybody to listen. I get it. On the floor, it's not a good sign. I love like, it. You know, I love your consistency. It's what if too- he has to say? What if he has to say? If we don't hit the shot, foul right away. So D- Doro can hear that. Well, I mean, so one thing that was interesting, and I didn't understand this because I thought maybe it's like an advancement thing, but I, the fact that they got the ball in the backcourt just like underneath the net's rim to start the 10 seconds. Um, That really limited their options for like out of bounds stuff because it took Luca a full five seconds to get the ball past half court. And so it's like their, their play, like if we're being honest, we're, we're guys, we're 49 minutes into this show, that play and what happened was lucky garbage. And I could not be happier. Yeah. 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 I, by the way, I loved, I loved Dinwiddie and I, uh, 
I, I, I told my son-in-law sitting next to me, I said, watch him win this game. And that's what happened. I, I said that in the second quarter as he started piling he up. He had points. 15 points in the fourth quarter. Just what a quarter from him. Love it. And I wish Luca started doing more like uh, duo stuff just when Dinwiddie uh, be. And I, I hate it when Luca keeps having faith in Kleber. Sometimes even Powell gets the open three. These guys can hit uh, bricklayers. Bricklayers. If, 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 that's another thing. Everybody says, oh, Kleber is great on defense. Yeah, he's pretty good one-on-one defense. He does block some shots. But he's not a rim protector at all. Nobody looks twice at him. He before. did have a couple of blocks tonight, though. It was baffling. Yeah. Uh, I, th- their defense is so janky. I don't understand how it works, but at a certain point, I stopped caring. But they gave, they give up a lot of second they shots. They did. That was. Up. I mean, they had as a team. I had it pulled up earlier. The Nets had 19 offensive rebounds. <laughs> and isn't that and isn't that? Kleber's job is to at least take care well, of that. Well, I mean, don't, like, like Drummond had six in the first quarter. So, like, that was, you know, the, the tone was set at that point. And then with that so sort tell of, me, so, so tell me, Drummond can play on the Boban, Boban can't? Come on. I don't think Drummond can play with this team. I really don't. I really don't. Like, the, if any big that they have in this defense has to be mobile. Uh, so. Well, well, thank you, you buddy. a lot of points. Yo, you're, you're welcome. Oh, uh, one thing. What is, I was going to say something else. Let me see what I was going to bring up. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'll think of it next time. Text okay. me later, okay? We'll talk sure. soon. Have a good night, sure. all right? Good night. Thank you. All right. He's up late. Almost midnight there, my man. All right. We're going to try Matt Phillips, contributor to MavsMoneyBall.com. Uh, I'm pretty thrilled. This was a really fun game. Uh, my man, Akiva. Is, Just with the takes. I, I, I love him. Can- I, I mean, you know, I love a good take, so I'm good with that. Um, one of the things I thought we had here is that Spencer Dinwiddie was so important, not just at the end, but the math, uh, Durant made a fadeaway the first possession of the fourth, and the Nets were up 14 points. And then Brunson and Dinwiddie scored the next nine points to get the Mavs back to within five and keep them in touch while Luka was out. And that was super important. And also his ability to draw fouls. The Mavs got them into the penalty at 7.02 left in the fourth. And the Mavs didn't commit their first team foul until a little under three minutes. Like, that's just a huge difference in the way the game's played in the fourth. Yes. I mean, it, it's – am I am I on mute? No, good. Sorry. Somebody sent me a uh, the gif of um, – or the video of Kevin Durant telling a fan to shut the fuck up and sit down. <laughs> like I was like mesmerized for a moment. Repeat what. You- uh, so one, they did a great job of. Uh, Matt, did we lose you? Scored, and then they scored the next nine to get him back within five while, mm. while Luca was on the bench and right. got them into the penalty at about seven minutes left in the fourth, and the Mavs didn't commit their first team foul until a little under three minutes left. The Mavs shot were 10 of 10 from the line in the fourth, and the Nets didn't take a free throw. Like, that's a huge difference. And they also – they varied up their coverage on KD. They still doubled him some, but they also – they went back to single. And KD didn't – he had 10 assists tonight, but he didn't have any in the fourth. Like, he was three for eight from the floor, and I think he had, like, seven points in the fourth, but he had no – he had no free throws. He made the one three at the end, and he had no assist. And that it changed up how they played. Do you understand what this means, Matt? Uh, it means that helped us for once. 
it means that you are not allowed to bitch about the refs and the Mavs Moneyball slack for at least one game. And it's you have a bad game coming up with it being the, the six. Yeah, no, I, I it was I know I actually mentioned that I actually mentioned that at one point in there. I was like, I haven't noticed the refs at all, which means I'm assuming they're having a really good game. Uh which is very rare for me. But they they did that I think I think Dorian had a very solid game. Uh like uh I actually think, you know, we, you mentioned earlier that he's been asked to do more this year, and for most of the season that's true. But I actually think since they've gotten the Dinwiddie trade, he's actually been kind of gone back to like a, a more specific role of shooting and slashing and not having to play make as much. And I actually think that's helped him. Sure. Sure. I mean, um, I, I've, I've enjoyed what, what's been. And happening. then really the only other, the last thing I've got is just enjoying Dinwiddie. Cause I'm real bad about saying, uh, I've talked about like with this with Luca before of when he goes to the rim and isn't happy with calls and I'm not complaining about the calls, but Dinwiddie had several drives that were clearly to attempt to draw fouls early. Up and Derrick Henry will have like 17 carries for 28 yards, and then he'll break the next one for yes. 8 yards. And Dinwiddie is just relentless going to the basket. Whether or not he's getting calls, whether anything, he just he keeps going, and he wears people down. Yes, he does. And yes, really, he does. And that is really all I've got other than just being super excited. This was just a hell of a lot of fun. That's right. Well, thanks, Matt. Talk soon. Thank all right, we still got a ton of people, so I'm gonna have to to move move things along here. She she, come back up. What's happening? Hit that unmute button for us. Pull yourself out of the chat. I'm gonna give you a second here. I'm not going to um pull away from you like I did the last two times. So while we're waiting to see hello, if hello. uh Hey. Welcome to the show. Uh- yeah, sorry, I don't know if I'm actually like in the store right now, so I don't have that much time, but just wanted to jump on and say go Mavs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I didn't really, I, I literally didn't really have too much to, well, I had something to say initially, um, but uh, that kind of dwindled down. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm just super excited about this win. Um, obviously, uh, really impressed with like Dinwiddie. Um, the Jason Kitt hire as well. Two things that I was not necessarily the happiest about initially. Certainly um, aren't alone there. Yeah. So I and, and so I think that's just a testament to maybe the importance of being patient as well as as fans and um yeah re- recognizing that people can look different. Um, in better situations, perhaps. Um, I don't know that we were necessarily the I don't know that we were necessarily the, uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted right now. I think there's other people around. But um, anyway, I just want to say, Gomez, you can you can put me back in the uh, audience now. Oh, I appreciate you coming up. One of the things I love about this, this, this platform is that you can go, like, I've actually been out, like, walking my dog in the neighborhood and being able to be on an internet chat room audio and text while talking to people while in my car while you know granted, don't text and drive but while doing like i just love modern technology because it's like oh hey i found a bunch of people that i want to talk basketball with so i'm really delighted that that you were able to join um and i hope you come back all right uh let's fly through some folks but first people i don't recognize his names as much aj welcome to the room 
love that beard and hit the unmute button. I think it might have instamuted AJ or he hit the mute button himself. I'm not sure. Give him just a second to find it, pull yourself out of the chat, and then you hit that uh, unmute button, which should be at the bottom of the screen, looking like a microphone um, icon. It's the best audio. You guys who listen to these things the next day are my heroes. AJ, invite yourself back up. You can figure it out here in a little bit. I got to move on. Um, Adam, what's up, dude? It's good. Oh, absolutely. That, but he gets up to play against his friends. I mean, that man sees Andre Drummond, and he must be a big iCarly fan because he beats the shit out of Drummond. Like, there is some real, like, frustration shots, and, and he just, he crushes Drummond. And I, for one, Ah, glad I'm glad you got that. I'm enjoying it. I, I don't know how long it lasts because I don't know. I, I I still can't believe it's real, but I'm glad it's fun.
Yeah, I'm certainly never bored. Like, they go down 10 or 12 points, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they can do this. And then they keep doing it. Like, it's great. And, like, the first time they don't do it, I'm probably not going to be irritated because they've done it. I don't know. It depends on what part of, I'm not like I like the three point shooting is unsustainable um, from anyone, unless he's just like the greatest three point shooter in Mavericks history. But the foul drawing is real. That's a, that's a thing. Him and Luca being huge in the backcourt together is important. Um, and just the ability to get to, to um, the, his passing is real good. I mean, he, like, Luca's not, I don't know if Luca's had a triple job double since he joined the team. Um, and it, it, the fact that some of this stuff is getting spread around a little more is a value. And so, you know, if anything, he's really helping rebuild Dimwitty's value. Like I heard there's really uh, the, the horrendously named Tim Cato podcast on The Athletic, 77 Minutes in Heaven, uh, had a discussion about like, like, future, like what this sort of stuff could mean for the Mavericks in the future, like moving on from Porzingis. And, you know, Tim talked a lot about, um, you know, potential future packages with guys who have a certain value. And I'm not really here to, to talk about that, but, but what the future value stuff, but one thing that his, his guest, um, Jake Fisher of, of Bleacher Report noted is like, Spencer Dinwiddie didn't have a lot of that, like had no value at the trade deadline, which is why like at the time, bad players were traded for bad players. So I think that you have to sort of us as Mavs fans have to understand like, well, he's very valuable to us right now. He has to play probably like 40 to 50 games at a pretty good level before there's real value established there. And, and that just might take a while. And so, but I'm, I like having him on the team. And so it's a lot of fun. Like he seems to have, have worked his way into Mavs fans' hearts in ways that no other player has been able to do in like a collective fashion in 10 years.
they're going to have to play no bigs is the answer there to have like a competent real pick and roll. They're going to have to play like Dorian Finney-Smith at five is my answer to that one. And I don't even know if I consider Dorian like a real pop threat, despite how well he's shooting from three. Um, your other question about kid and doubters, I don't know if it has anything to do with kid. Like kids, my previous thing about kid is, and there's like, this is stuff I get pissed off at people about who come at me on this stuff. Like there's real documented, absolute crazy bananas horse shit from what kid did in Brooklyn and from what kid did in Milwaukee. There's a, there, there's stuff in a book. He basically forced a player into retirement. He sent uh, a Clippers executive, Lawrence Frank, who was a bench coach with him. He basically exiled him. Like he was a not good coach and kind of a questionable person. But with the Mavericks, he has shown an absolutely amazing ability to work with coaches. His work with Sweeney and his work with Kokoskov and Jared Dudley, where they let where these guys have clear established roles, is super cool. And that's like something that I think is worth praising. Because the note that people can change is something that I was not really interested in before the season. But he seems to have changed. It's working. I want to give him credit for that. Um, and then the real thing that will solidify that is if they actually win a playoff series. So thank you, Adam. You got anything else? Yes. Yep. I think that's a hundred percent true. I think he was done list. I think Luca was done listening to Carlisle well before we saw him freak out in game three of the playoffs when he called a timeout at a really bad time. And then basically everything swung back the Clippers way and the Mavericks never regained momentum. Like that was, that was that. Well, thanks Adam. We'll talk soon. Okay. Hope you come back. All right. Good Lord. There are so many of you guys. I love this. This is fun. Addison, I'm going to bring you up next. Be sure to hit that unmute button if you come up on stage. Try again. We're getting a little fuzzy audio there. Now, is this better? Sometimes. Yeah, that is a little better. Sometimes with questionable internet connection, it doesn't want to do anything for you. Oh good, yeah, man. Doing great, doing great. Yeah, I just have a couple points to make. Um, I heard uh, someone mention about the Suns a little while ago, and um, I was really scared. I used to be really scared about the Suns. Like the Suns were the one team. I'm like, I don't think we have a shot against the Suns, and I and it's because of the drop coverage that we were playing when we had KP at the five. Their um, mid range game with Chris Paul and Devin Booker just absolutely would obliterate any drop coverage in the playoffs. And now that we've got, you know, Maxi and Dwight as our bigs, you know, kind of they can step up, they can slide back better than, you know, most other big men can. I'm, I don't know if we have any games left against them, uh, but I'm feeling a lot more comfortable in terms of, I'm not scared <laughs> of their mid-range game anymore. Yeah, what do you think about that? So the mid-range stuff is interesting. Where I'm scared about them is that they can essentially switch. Um, gosh, what's the guy out of Villanova? They're amazing wing. Um, 
Macau bridges. Br- like they go from they like they go from bridges to Aiton, and they effectively they're the best defensive team to stop Luca. Um, yeah. That's where I get afraid. I hadn't really thought about the mid range stuff because you're right. Like Chris Paul tortured <laughs> Porzingis. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. I just just we haven't beaten them in however many games it is, and it's just because it's just. I just have it on repeat in my brain, just Chris Paul hitting those leaning back, stupid mid-range shots over Pazingas every single freaking time. Over and over. Been doing it for yeah. like 30. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. At least, at least I feel better about that now because I saw, um, I was just, you know, after the trade, I wasn't convinced on the trade when it happened. I was like, a second star is what we need. And I didn't think we had that in Dinwiddie. But I didn't think about the defensive scheme that Chris, uh, that uh, kid has, and how much KP really just did not fit into that whatsoever. I very much agree, and I'm glad that uh, everybody is in a different. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I had. Wow. What was my what was my other? Bit? Oh yeah. I just one crazy thing I think about this game is um. I was watching. It was it was amazing. But a stat came up that since February fourth, we've got. A rating in the clutch of plus forty four point eight. I saw that. I was like, this is just a complete day and night difference to how it was like two years ago. I think it was two years ago when we were just losing all of those clutch games. Yeah. Over and, and over. It was, just, it was just like a repeating thing and now it's the complete opposite. Where we're going to a clutch game, we're down by six or like eight or ten in the fourth, and I'm like, Yeah, sweet, I'm chilling. Yeah, it's the Nets, yeah, this is Kevin Durant. I don't care. We've got Luca. We've got Dinwiddie. We've got. We can win this. I don't. This is just a complete opposite to where two years ago we were up by six. And I'm thinking, oh man, we're not closing this game out. We just can't close this game out. Man, do I agree with that? That's a good point. Well, thank you, Addison. Yeah, appreciate it. You're doing a good job, yeah. Talk soon. I hope you come back. All right. Let's go with Hugo. How are we doing, Hugo? Give Hugo a second, see if he can find his audio. One thing I figured out, guys, is that if you're switching in and out of apps while listening and you put in your – this happened to me when I went on Mark Stein's show – is that if you're switching in and out of apps and you take, like, listen to an audio app or go listen to a video, it will not actually let you talk when you get pulled up on stage. So, like, the best bet is to – there he is. Hugo hit the mute button. Now we got to hit him to get him to hit the unmute button. It's an interesting problem where you um you got to hit like you got to come back in like pull your request off and then re-enter um, because it's something about it it doesn't play well with other apps so Hugo try to hit the unmute button we'll see if you, we can get you up here all right we'll try again in a minute um Doe what's up buddy hey long time no here from yeah, glad you're up here. Holy cow, what a game. Back-to-back, three-point shots to win the game. Unreal. I think our Superman has now become Batman and found his Robin. It's nice. It's very nice. And, you know, I hope things keep on going this way. I really love the interview that you had with Cuban. But the one question I wish you would have had and maybe kind of pressed him on is the draft. Mm. Why are we completely ignore the draft? We have like five guys that wouldn't start for anybody or wouldn't be on anybody else's roster. Wouldn't you rather fill those guys up with developmental players? 
Yeah, I mean, I had like 35 questions I wanted to ask him, and I didn't really do as good of a job on certain areas. But you got to think that, like, so this year they own their own draft pick. And I would think that they want to do something with it. It's just it's the easiest way to replenish talent is by picking someone of your own accord and having them on the roster instead of always looking at free agency and picking from someone. We've done a fair job of developing people as free agents, you know, and people we've drafted, about half of them have done pretty well. I mean, look at Jalen Brunson. You know, that's a person we developed. Sure, sure. And Carlisle apparently, like, basically was, we're doing this, like, you're drafting him. Was That was a very Carlisle. Yeah, that's true. You know, you got a point, you know. But it's good. Because of Carlisle. Yeah, that's true. You know, but, you know, I do have to give Jason Kidd his props. You know, the players are playing really hard. Uh, there was a stat in the beginning of the game that we're number one now and defensive uh, opponents uh, held uh, low for points per game. That's shocking. You know, we started off the year in the low 20s, mid-20s, and now we're number one. That's insane. It's great stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's a radical change in – you know, there's a lot of things that kid still has to prove to me. You know, late game adjustments, you know, some rotations. And his timing on timeouts was horrific. At the toward the end of the game, we had a three on two fast break. He called the timeout when we started the break at half court. What are you doing? Well, that was that was because they were gonna use it or lose it. And the the Mavericks are actually kind of absurd out of timeouts on scoring. Um so it's like it was I get why they did that. But I understand why. Yeah, you know, I have to admit, the play calling after a timeout and the execution is good, like your point said. You know, but, you know, I appreciate a lot of things he's done. But people have to understand, you know, it takes a while for me to prove that someone who has a history of doing evil things to people, like you listed, has really changed and can do things on a consistent basis. You know, it's just like when we had uh, Coach Vinny, uh, Coach Vinny, when he took over before uh, um, our pre uh, after Nelson. You know, they played really hard. Things went well, but things can also turn on a dime too. You know, let's see how things go. I'm I'm willing to give Kid a second chance. You know, he's made a he definitely made a believer out of me as far as the defense goes. But we still got a ways to go. I, I'll be happy if they get past the first round. If we can get another person, uh, a shot blocker who's kind of mobile, get hit a mid-range shot in the next draft, I think we could move past the second round and maybe get to the championship game. Well, one thing I've learned over watching basketball this long is when you need a little more luck than we want to give credit to. Like, I've, I've been having fun for almost a week of making fun. I think this wasn't a week. It was earlier this week when Anthony Davis made the dumb comment as his – you know, plain clothes ass is sitting on the bench talking about how the Suns knew that they, they got lucky. Because, I mean, the Suns were uh, down one to two whenever AD hurt himself. But, I mean, AD hurting himself is, is you know, it's, it's, it's written in the stars because the man can't walk without hurting himself. But uh, luck is a factor. And so, you know... Let's say the Mavericks, you know, it's like the, the Portland Trailblazers several years ago got all the way to the conference finals. And it was actually really bad for them as a team because their GM doubled down and was like, we're a great team. We're ready for the – and they just were never able to duplicate the success. 
And you got to be able to build on stuff. And I feel like these Mavericks are in a pretty good place to, to build on things. They have a difficult path ahead of them. We need to be clear about that. Their cap situation sucks. Um, I don't really want to dwell on that because this is too much fun. But there's there's enough like like building block pieces here to where I, I think this team is going to be very different next year, regardless of how they do in the playoffs. But it's really fun right now, and I'm glad we're having fun because earlier this year it wasn't very fun. Oh, yeah. I remember the ping early, you know, being upset and angry and staying up half the night. It feels so much more fun that you have so much energy. You could uh, jog two miles, come back, clean the kitchen, living room, dining room, and steam mop it. Sure. Well, thanks, bud. Talk soon, all right? All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate mm-hmm. your uh, parties. Of course. All right. Brett, what do you got, buddy? Let's be fast. I'm tired. <laughs> it's- I was muted there. I'm up. I was on the in, on Twitter. No problem. So, um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people talked about a lot of stuff I was gonna talk about. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think the point on Dinwiddie being able to draw fouls is very crucial. Uh, though though he is admittedly, I would say he's probably not a good influence on Luca, like because he frequently you know thinks he get, he gets fouled when he you know. And you know is pretty upset after um, after like questionable calls. Um, though though I do think he does get fouled a lot and like it doesn't get called. Like I think he gets a pretty unlucky whistle, and that also coincides with also the, the Mavs as in general have gotten I would say a until the fourth quarter tonight have gotten a pretty bad whistle for a couple weeks. Um, yeah. But but I think that does bode well because other than other than Luca on the team, there's really no one else who can do that. Like who who will draw fouls on anything other than like kind of a fluke kind of play? What do you mean Dwight Powell getting the ball tipped to him by accident and taking a hook shot over Andre Drummond is not a repeatable play? <laughs> yeah. Also, whoever whoever these people who who like Drummond just like watch him play defense for like one possession. Like he got played off the floor. Like in the way that Zubak got played, got played off the floor for the well, Clippers. I mean, uh, I like, get it, to me, it's less about Drummond and more about how do these guys give up some of the offensive rebounds they give up, and that oh, I get, oh, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I was gonna say, like, because I mean, if Drummond basically didn't get like a bunch of offensive rebounds in the first quarter, this game would have not been as close as it was in the end. Like, he was a minus eleven in like twenty minutes, and he also got like 14 points and 10 offensive rebounds. Like, so if, if he, if he had, if the Mavs had been able to rebound competently in the first, like six minutes of the game, yeah. uh, they would, they wouldn't have been down a lot and would not have, you know, have had to, you know, sweat out the ending of it. No, I um, agree. Yeah. I mean, but that's an issue that I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that, the, you know, at least obviously with the players currently on the team, that's going to get fixed in like a, in like a way other than that. It just like, in the playoffs, in you know important moments, it, the 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 players just have to like commit to team re- rebounding and boxing. Well, so we've seen the Mavs benefit. Like one of the big Josh Green games where he had like 12 points and 12 rebounds. It, he had six offensive rebounds that were all long ass rebounds and stuff like that is so random. Oh it, you yeah, any 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 rebound where it bounces out near the three point line, that's not skill. That is yes. like 99% luck. 
the the Nets, you know, they did have a ton of offensive rebounds tonight, so I don't want to downplay this and say it's not a problem. But there were at least six that I saw that were like long threes that bounced. Like the first time the ball hit the floor was closer to the free throw line than it was the rim. And like those are 50-50 balls. You need to get them. But I, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, the Mavs have a big rebounding problem. The ones well, where he was bullying people out of the way yeah, underneath the, the goal, those suck. Yeah, the, well, because the, I mean, there's as you were saying, like there's really two different kinds kinds of rebounds. Because when people think about rebounding, you think about like basketball in the 80s and 90s, and like guys going at it in the paint and like fighting each other off for rebounds. And that does not happen as much anymore because shots are taken from different places on the floor than they were then. Yes. Um. And and so like yeah, and as you said, like a, a long rebound, the skills that it takes to get a long rebound are not the skills it takes to get a rebound in the paint. Um, and it's the, but, but there's, they are similar skills to getting deflections, um, and getting loose balls, which the Mavs have done a very good job of this year, like of getting I, deflections of, of, you know, of like making those hustle plays. I mean, one of the key turnarounds in the game was, was coming up with the steal that led to a break. It's like that, that sort of stuff matters. It's like, I, I much prefer the deflection stat than I do to rebounding. Yeah. Even though rebounding does matter. It's just, it's like. You know, not to Josh Bo always uses the phrase like dog water when he thinks something is garbage. And it's like the rebounding can just be a little bit overplayed because once again, the Mavericks won despite getting the shit kicked out of them by the board on the boards. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that I, I feel like I trust the Mavericks offense in the clutch more when it is like tied or they're behind near the end than I do when they're like up by five or yes. six. Because when they're up by like two or two or three possessions, it just they're looks so bad, lose. and they just want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they, they play with no urgency, but like in this kind of situation, like like Luca when it's like tied or down by a point or two, like mentality wise, that versus like when they're up by like four points is just like so massively different in those situations. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, thanks, buddy. You got anything else? Um. Uh. I think, I thought I had something else to talk about. Oh, um, the other thing I was going to say is that actually um, the the stuff about Dinwiddie going up and thanking um, Nico and thanking uh, Finley after the game that that I genuinely gives me like long term hope for the Mavs in the way in a way that not a lot of stuff recently has in the sense that like the whole reason for hiring Nico was for the like that he can build relationships with players. And, 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 and that is, and that is clear evidence that like in whatever a month or, or so, or less than a month, that clearly like a, a player on the Mavs who recently was acquired felt like enough of a connection with the front office, not like the coaching staff or other players with the front office to go like, thank them after a game. Obviously Absolutely. it's a different, it's a unique situation in that like, like the vibes in the like the wizards locker room must be just atrocious, but like, but but still, I mean, like I think that 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 clearly shows that like there are like that theory of you know of of the front office and what you know uh, Cuban hopes it will be, at least like you know I, I'm I'm less skeptical than I was you know a year ago. For sure, I mean I I don't remember many Donnie Nelson moments of <laughs> players going and seeking him out. So, well, thanks, Brett. We'll talk soon. Thanks. So I'm getting vibes that I should go to bed soon. And I still have many people that are in here. So we're going to try to fly through some folks. AJ, I'm going to bring you back up on stage again. And we're going to try this for another time. How are we doing?
Hit that unmute button for me. All right, we'll try it again another night, AJ. I'm sorry. Um, coming up next, let's go with uh, Nathan. How are you doing, Nathan? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Um, sure. Can we try to try to get the mic a little closer? Can you hear me? Yes. Perfect, perfect. Sorry, sorry for about that. So I want to kind of uh, fly through four different things. Try it a little louder. I'm sorry, we can't hear you again. You and I can't sorry. hear you. Sorry, can you hear me? Can you hear yeah. me now? Perfect. Okay, so I want to fly through four four things. Uh, one, I was the guy that called Mark Cuban uh, enlightened despot uh, regarding the, the kid hiring, and I, I am completely eating my words. I have been proven wrong. Um, uh, I, I, I mean – Granted, like I, I feel like a lot of the criticisms were still pretty fair um, on on a few things regarding the hiring, but uh, kid has really turned around the defense for this team, and uh, it, it's looking like a very a great move as well as also bringing in Nico Harrison, who I mean, like uh, I as people have been pointing out, uh, the fact that Dinwiddie is going over to him and just saying like thank you so much for this opportunity shows that people actually want to play for him. You know, I mean, and no offense to Donnie Nelson. Like, look, I appreciate the work that he did and like not only getting Luca. And I mean, I, I know like we were just saying that like Carlisle was uh, uh, was the one that brought in Jalen, essentially. But like, you know, bringing in both Dirk and, and Luca, um, definitely like Donnie deserves like credit for, you know, you know, helping helping build the team uh, that won us the 2011 uh, championship and bringing in Luca. But yeah, no, definitely like just Nico is, is such a breath of fresh air for this organization. I'm so happy that they, they were able to bring this guy in. Um, and I also do uh, want to talk a little bit also about Brunson. Man, solid, and it seems like he's finally figuring out what he needs to do in this offense now that Dinwiddie's getting a bigger role, which is just, hey, just be assertive. Play within the times that, you know, Dinwiddie's, like, struggling and Luca's not in the game or Luca's also struggling. Just assert yourself. Take those threes. Like, there's so efficient when he drives i totally get that but he's also efficient when he shoots threes so just you know like don't be afraid to let it fall yeah. man just do that and i hope he gets paid in the end um and then uh i guess third thing um people i guess are now starting to talk a little bit about like potential off-season moves and mm -hmm. i know that you talked about how like salary cap situation is going to be a nightmare and i i agree to some extent but i think the great thing about this team is that now it's just like it just really feels like you know if they can get a starting level uh, big to um, sort of fit the de defensive schemes and uh, be mobile um, and still be able to like protect the rim and protect the paint. Just someone that can at least like, you know, uh, like have like maybe like, uh, like Powell's like uh, speed and agility, but also like not like be able to be tall and like block shots um, and actually protect the rim. That'd be great. I mean, again, the dream for me would be Miles Turner. I mean, I feel like if we decided to go all in and get Turner and like not give up like Dinwiddie, DFS, um, Jalen, or and Luca, and like maybe a few others here and there, but like try to do like like matching contracts and like the two firsts and maybe something I don't know. Um, you have a chance. And then I guess my last thing, um, I do want to recommend the movie uh, Marry Me. It's not bad. I watched it with my wife. It is a throwback to the rom-coms of the 2000s. I 100% agree. I saw it with my uh, girlfriend. <laughs> like, honestly, if you have a partner, definitely go see it. I, I love it. Thank you, Nathan. Appreciate you coming up. Hope we talk soon. Was not expecting a marry me reference, but that that's the way of things. Um, 
All right, I got like five minutes, guys. I'm sorry, my wife's gonna kick me in the ass. I I, I appreciate the folks who come in here night in and night out. Um, Sam, it's been a very long time. Tell us what you got. Hit the unmute button. Oh, uh, what's up, Kirk? Not much. Thanks for joining. I've not seen you in here in like uh, a year. Yeah, man. I mean, it's cause you know we, we we've been through a lot lately, and like I don't know, I've been. My junior year has been kicking my ass. Well, I'm right sorry now. to hear Holy that. Shit. I hope the Mavs have provided some levity. Yes, 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 yes. And sometimes I don't want to go out here after tough losses because I feel like I'll just get down. Are you a junior in high school? But, yeah. God, youths. I'm just kidding. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> man, but you got that old. Chill out, man. Chill out. <laughs> so what do you got for you're, us tonight? You're good, Kirk. You're good. But, um, yeah, um, I think that. Okay, we might have to deal with this, but I think Davis Bertans is going to be on the team longer than Spencer Dinwiddie because if we want to get any stars in free agency, it looks like we're going to have to give up Dinwiddie. And honestly, I'm okay with that. It just depends what we get back. But I like the idea of getting Miles Turner with the, with the guy said before, but the thing is it depends how bad Miles want to center because I, I feel like we, we, we got to give up. Sure. Yeah, you're not. Like, he, he's I, not be, coming. Hold up. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind to give up a lot of assets because I feel like the only thing we're missing is a center. So you see, okay, well, well, we're missing like uh, we we could add some like more consistent like forwards, but I feel like we're missing a center. If we have a center, like every time we play a team and like, I mean, an elite team, we always get beat up in second chance points, and like I feel like we, I feel like if we have a good center and give Luca. That I don't know. It, it would be really good for the Mavs. I don't know. Sure, just a really good role, man. I know what you mean. I will. Yeah. Uh, this is not an endorsement of Miles Turner as a basketball player. I do recommend everyone go look at his Twitter feed over like the last three weeks. He's been putting out like videos of him building Legos, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm a dork. I enjoy being a dork, and here is more stuff about me being a dork, and it's just really relatable. Yeah, no. I, sometimes I, I just feel like you, man. I, I, I miss my. I just want to go back and build Legos. My life is right? simple. I mean, I'm still. Set. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty young, but still, yeah. That's yeah, just a problem um, to yeah. solve. And then, I, I got, yeah, I got one last thing to say though. I, I really wish we, we got Thomas Bryant and the Spencer Dinwiddie trade as like a little, um, you know, last resort because he doesn't. I, I was watching the Wizards game because I went to DC for like vacation. And he barely gets playing time. So, I mean, I thought we would at least get him out of the trade. Like, that's the first thing I, I thought would be, like, Dinwiddie and, like, Thomas Bryant. But, hey. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it becomes an issue of roster spots and bodies. And so the Mavericks already traded two for one, and they had to cut – They had to, who did they have to cut? Was Moses it, Brown. Uh, yeah, and I don't think they wanted to cut anyone else because they they mismanaged their cap, and they have these guys, and they don't want to, like, eat dead money. It's not – it's. Like, Hey, but it is what it is, man. Dinwiddie game winner. We all got to be Damn happy. Damn right. Man. All right, have a good night. I hope your junior year picks up. We'll talk soon, okay? All right, thank you, man. Well, my bad. Kicked him off on stage. My, I didn't mean to do that. Um, Guys, I have to go to bed. I am really sorry. Thanks so much for hanging out late with me. I do not like leaving people in the queue, Um, but it's the first time I'm going to do this in a while. Uh, I hope you guys come back. My, my folks in the chat there, Jose, Ryan, Jacob, Christian, D 
DJ, bring you up next time. Uh, we'll be back Friday night. It's an even earlier game, a true Luby's start time at 6 p.m. against the Sixers. We will talk soon, and everyone enjoy the rest of your evening, and have a great Thursday. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.